Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bye bye. Tripping. I'm out of here anyway. Peace out. Top of the hour is being brought to you by Northwestern Basketball, Chicago's Big Ten team. Coach Collins and the Cats host Minnesota for senior night on Sunday, March 6th at 6.30 p.m. Buy tickets now at nusports.com. Transition is being brought to you by Amy Kite of Keller Williams Realty Infinity. Saw Matt Spiegel around the, the building twice today, which is a good day for me. Saw Danny Parkins once today. In the hallway. Which is also a good day for you. Also a good day for me. (laughs) And now the boys are together, and they will take care of you leading up to Bulls Heat here on The Score. Hello, boys. What's up, Lawrence? Speaks? Saw you before the show. I know. Uh, Lawrence texted me Saturday night because he was watching referee Mark Davis apparently embarrass himself in the late game on ABC. I don't know. He can't go lower on the Mark Davis rankings. I don't believe he's already in last. He's already fifth. He was doing the the late whistle thing again. (laughs) Of course he was. Of course he was. Late whistle. Kind of garbage is that. And the players are like, "What the hell, man." What the hell is going on with you, Mark Davis? I don't know who was refing the Bulls game Saturday when I was there in the building and watching, but there were a couple late whistles that night, too. Some bad refereeing that night in the Bulls-Memphis game. Not at the end, though, when DeMar DeRozan was heated, stopped cleanly, (laughs) and still exploded for his second technical and a walkaway ejection. I guess if you're going to go out. It was very frustrating, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time to get ejected. In that game, but no, I agree. That was that was not a terrible call. There, you know, officiating's hard. It's hard to do. I, I agree that it's. I hard. think it's very hard. Did you? I didn't realize this about Demar. Um, that he's got a lot of texts this year. He's tied for ninth in the league in very, terms of the counting stats. Another way, he's like Kobe. Um, yeah, and and there's a lot of stars in the top ten. It's like it's usually stars begging for what they perceive to be not star treatment, oh, right? And it's especially guys that are going as hard to the basket as Demar does. Well, it's interesting because Luca, Trey Young, Devin Booker, Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns. These are the other stars in the top ten. Number one makes me laugh in technical fouls in the NBA this year. It's Carmelo Anthony. No. <laughs> How is that possible? How is he getting enough run to do that? You can get technicals from the bench. <laughs> yes, true. he could. Yelling at him. I don't know what the That's specifics great. are. Isn't that great? I, th- I figure it's like 
Yeah, no, Carmelo, I know you're playing more than you thought, but you don't get calls like it's 2011. <laughs> you, you do not. That's crazy. But DeMar was number three in 2020. He was number, he was top 10 in 2019, both as a spur. So the man's temper does come out when he does not think he is getting uh, properly treated for the stature that he deserves. He he looked off for most of the night in speeds. You were there, so... It, it looked like he couldn't quite find it, and then he found it. Like in the in the, I would say that three pointer that felt like the moment where he was starting to find it again. And as he was trying to change the way the game went by going to the basket and trying to be proactive, you could see the frustration like starting to mount that he wasn't getting the calls, and then it all just fell apart. But I gotta know, man. Like I have not had the joy of watching Ja Morant. Up close. What was that like? Yeah, that was my first time, too. You can't take your eyes off that dude. And I told Danny this um, before the show. I don't believe that I saw one droplet of sweat from that guy <laughs> all night long. And and I was looking, too, because we were, right, we were not that far from behind the Memphis bench. And he got the leg wrapped at one point because, as you had told me, Danny, he took the bad step a couple nights before. Yeah, yeah the, the hip issue last, whatever, it was Thursday. But that dude, there is just, there is a grace and a smoothness about every one of his movements and a sense of control, whether it is on the floor or in the air. That that dude, it, it is very, very special to watch him do absolutely everything on the court. There's not a wasted step there. And it doesn't even look like he's going that fast sometimes, but he, but is, he is. But he is. And then the body control in the air is is special. And I know that we thought a lot of things were special about him coming out of college. I don't know if, did people know that part of it? Like, I, I think the, I mean, the, the thing with Ja uh, was just... He's the next evolution of the powerful athletic point guard, and he keeps adding to his game But because he is a crazy athlete who is a basketball player. I, I get the sense watching Ja that he could be a cornerback or a running back. He could be – or DeAndre Hopkins with elite yeah. hand-eye and perfect yeah. foot skills. But he chose basketball, yeah. and, and he's amazing at it. And, yeah, the body control is is special. But, like, in a league of world-class athletes, he is also a cut above. He stands out. And it's weird because you see you see the, the, the Derrick Rose comp. Like, that makes a lot of sense. You can see the ferocity of a Russell Westbrook in his game, but there's, I feel like Ja like looked at Russ and was like, yeah, I want to do that, but I want to be in more control uh, and I want my game to be a little bit more well-rounded. It's like if, if it were possible for Russell Westbrook, Derrick Rose and Allen Iverson to have a baby, uh-huh. it would be Ja Moran. Yeah. There's definitely some Iverson there. He's fearless. He's fearless like Iverson. Like, he is willing to put his body on the line, but the thing is that he's running past you But he's also, with the ball in his hand. I don't know. Somebody can help me with this. Maybe you guys can help me. I don't know what other point guard or guard finishes on the way down as much as Ja does. Like, Ja doesn't, you know, Derek got good eventually at finishing at the top of his jump, so he was really maximizing the leap, Ja, 
will finish at whatever part of his jump is appropriate to get an uncontested look. You know what I mean? He'll put it up quick. He'll put it up at the top of the leap, or he'll wait and wait and wait and somehow toss it up with perfect touch at the end in a way that does not feel comparable to anybody, frankly. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? I, mean, I, like, I, I think that it's totally reasonable to say that like of those guys, and I think Iverson is a little different, right? Because Iverson was unbelievably skilled and pound. Everyone talked about Iverson as like pound for pound the best player in the league. But like Rose and Westbrook come into the league the same year and they completely changed the position. Their strength in addition to the leaping is what made it special. Yeah, they're, right? they're the best athletes to ever play point guard, period. Like they they changed the way the position was looked at as like an athlete first attacker bulldozer type who yeah they're great passers and they could get their assist numbers but they're scorers they're killers at the position these unbelievable athletes Jaws. The evolution of it, but I but I didn't think Ja was going to be this kind of scorer in the league. Like when I watched him dominate that NCAA tournament, I'm like, man, look, that is a graceful dude with an incredible amount of court vision, um, and he can finish, and that's really good. But I thought he was going to be like a special distributor, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and and maybe a team leader. But that was 46 without a drop of sweat. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing, and like. I don't think it's very disrespectful to Derek to say at 22, Ja Morant is better than Derek at 22. The stats are a little bit better for Ja. They're very close, but I look at it as like Ja Morant had to have watched Derek Rose videos. He had to have watched Russell Westbrook videos. Like the game is just those guys moved the baton like they just mm -hmm. you know they just they, they they changed how the position was looked at and then it would make sense that the next version of it the next iteration of it would be you know would add to it and when when John Morant improves his three-point shot by like four or five percent he'll be the unstoppable MVP. he'll be unstoppable I mean he has an argument I mean I know that people would never give it to him but if, if you look at his numbers versus Derek's MVP numbers like he's right there and unfortunately Embiid is out here. Whew. Goodness gracious! Did you guys watch them this weekend? I I did. I did oh see them. Oh my god! I, I got to tell you, I think Harden's presence is going to hurt Embiid's MVP um, candidacy. I mean, he still had thirty five in that first game. I know, but like, but I mean, Harden is like Embiid himself said, "I've never been that open in my life." <laughs> <laughs> it helps. It, it, it's such a, a fun thing to watch those guys. Those two guys run screen roll. Because there's nothing you can do with Embiid, and Harden is historically hard to guard. And and when you get an opportunity to to let Embiid run, it was almost you know what it felt like to me, like just to go with a cross sports like match here. It felt like a tight end that was no longer getting blocked at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. It felt like oh, you're going to let Gronk get a free release? Well, you know what's going to happen, right? That's going to end up being a touchdown, and that's what it is. Like, Joel Embiid is now getting a free release from the line of scrimmage, mm -hmm. and he's coming right down the lane to dunk on you. Yeah, who is the, uh, who, who's the tackle that, that the 49ers put in motion? Uh, Trent they, Williams. Yeah, so w when they put Trent Williams in motion, that's what Steven Adams looked like, oh. <laughs> attacking the rim oh. as an off offensive rebounder. That dude, Aquaman, I mean, his that version of Jason Momoa, like... <laughs> 
Poor Vooch. Like, Vooch is yeah, a... That's, yeah. That is... It's a bad matchup. That is There's not, a lot of them for him. Yeah, there's kind of a lot of them for Vooch. It's, it's just these he's days... A, he's a bad matchup for a lot of people, too. Like, that's, yes. the, that, that's the trade-off with Vooch. Uh, yeah, that, you're exactly right. That is the trade-off, and that's why... That's why you really miss a legit four standing next to Vooch uh, in, in certain matchups. Like, Javante Green is a terrific leaper and a, a, a wonderful motor, and I really like his instincts and, and like what he brings to a team, but somebody's got to put a giant ass on Steven Adams, I, I and it's not if, Vooch. If, if at some point Billy will play around with Tristan. Vooch and Thompson together on the floor. Well, it, I'll or, be very surprised. It, the, the, the one I wonder is the swap. Like, when Vooch came back into that game with three and a half minutes left or whatever it was, I was watching, I was going, I don't like this. That was my thought. It was like, I, because Vooch had been off like crazy offensively all night long, and you knew they were going to go to the John Steven Adams pick and roll if they got their chance, and and Vooch was just, he had absolutely no chance to do anything with it. So, Danny, let, let's try to figure out what the five could be to maximize. If you were going to do that, it's it's... Who's the other person on the floor? Because obviously it's going to be Zach and DeMar. So if you were to go Vooch and Thompson, how can you maximize scoring with that last bit if Thompson is on the floor? Kobe. Well, it would have to be. And, you, and, and Kobe was in the finishing lineup Saturday. Yeah, because you would need you'd, – you'd want – I mean, you'd have Vooch, I guess. Like you could you, play him out. Like you could play him at the top of the key if right. you want it. I mean, yeah, I, I, the first guy I was thinking of would be Kobe just to help space the floor more and, and have another have another shooter out there. But I mean, listen, you could you could you could do it. Billy Donovan doesn't traditionally play the the two bigs and that predates the Bulls. And then the Bulls are so guard and wing dominant. Like, they're getting Caruso back. They're getting Lonzo See, back. Lonzo, the answer is actually Lonzo, right? Who is a, mm. as good a spot-up three-shooter, a better spot-up three-shooter than Kobe. Yeah, and, and a better... And, and a better passer. Yeah, a better passer. And a better be, defender. Better, better defensive player. Yeah, so when that happened... But I just... I think that they got Tristan Thompson to... To be 22 minutes. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree with you. But I'm wondering, are there going to be moments where you say, you know what? This four-minute stretch, I need both of them on the floor. Maybe. Maybe. I I, I don't know. I think that it's going to be – I think that certainly in the postseason, we, you know, the game slows down a bit. You could see a lot more, like, offense-defense substitutions late, late in games, like being willing to do that a little bit more. Who plays two bigs? These days, like and, and like true bigs, because Memphis, when they have Adams and say Jaron Jackson out there, Jaron Jackson really isn't playing inside. Yeah, you know? I think I think it's just it's just the trade off with how the team is constructed. Like you don't have a great you don't have a rim protector, you know, and but Vooch. So Vooch has to be good offensively. And Vooch has been better defensively. I, Stacey I, King was giving him a lot of credit a couple of games ago. I like agree. The efforts there, the the contests on shots without fouling is there. His rebounding numbers have been great. He's just not a – he's not physical. He's not a physical big. And when you see him next to a legit physical big like Adams, who's just so wide. Yeah, he's very strong. Yeah, the shoulders are just freaking enormous. It's just very obvious. And he's good. He's got great positioning too. Yeah, he does. And and he's a quick leaper with a high motor. He's, he. You know, I I wouldn't have banked on this kind of uh, this kind of career for Stephen Adams when I watched him in the early Oklahoma City days. I would have been wrong.
Yeah, I probably I didn't probably give it a lot of thought back, back, back then. That's fair. But yeah, but guys, I mean, <laughs> guys who are good at one or two things, if they just keep working on those one or two things and get great at it, Luke Kennard is still yeah. slogging away as a three point shooter in this like, league. Like, you can make a lot of money. Million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like it's you just can make a hundred million dollars. <laughs> there was one guy in that game. I was like, I, I turned to Christine and said, you know, people have been saying that Kyle Anderson is too slow to do his job as an NBA player since before he was drafted. <laughs> and here he is still, what is he, in year nine or something, Kyle Anderson? And he's not a point guard asked to tr- like trusted to run a team, but as like the Sean Livingston-esque tall guy with point guard thought processes. Yeah. Like he was he's a really valuable piece for Memphis for a really good team. So let's go career earnings, for, Kyle Anderson. Yeah, I'm gonna ra- guess I'm gonna guess seventy million dollars. You're high. F- forty million. Forty two. Okay. Forty two million. Okay. Still great. Still, still pretty what, nice what a, life. What a great gig. What what year is he in? Is it not nine years? He, Maybe it's not that much. Eight eight seasons. Okay. Eight, 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 eight seasons. Eight seasons in. Uh free agent coming up. So Kyle Anderson gonna get paid again. But yeah, his his last deal was He will get paid too. Yeah, it was Four years and like 40 million bucks or 30, 38 million bucks. So Pat Williams, as a texture points out, is next to Vooch uh, often in those stretches if he comes back healthy and seems trustworthy again. Yeah, I just don't know if he'll be in the finishing lineup either. But yeah, he's good. Yeah. Y'all, y'all been on this Pat Williams thing. I'm like, mm, I'll see you next year, fam. All right. So finishing lineup is Caruso, Ball, Zach, DeMar, Vooch. Vooch. Yeah. If everybody's healthy. I think that, I mean, because Caruso and Ball can both shoot enough. You don't think Pat Williams is playing until next year, Lawrence? I, I'm not counting on him. Like, I I, I don't even, like, I, you guys have brought him up a couple of times when we talk in transition. I'm like, really? Like, I, is he close enough to to matter for, for what you're hoping for the Bulls? Like, I, I look at it as if he can help them, great. I'm not expecting a thing from him. Yeah, I don't know how much of it is, like, expectation. Like, I, I've talked about him as, like, being – an X factor and a, and a, and a wilds card because they don't like who is the comp for him on the current roster who plays like a six, nine dude with a seven foot wingspan with plus athleticism, who is a willing defensive player. I feel better about him switching in the pick and roll than I do anybody else. Any other big. Yeah. So I just think that there's, I, there's a chance that he's going to play, just, just play good defense. Play good defense for as long as you can. I don't. I don't know if he's going to get 15 minutes a game. You know, I I don't know how much they're going to use him, but I think that a former fourth overall pick, one of the youngest players in the NBA, with that athletic profile, that guy just always matters if he if he is able to give you minutes. You know, there's always there's always a hey, we need you to try to slow down that wing over there. So I right, but but having him, had him miss all of this time, like. I, the idea that he's going to be able to walk in and do because what what is the most optimistic now because now there's 20 games left was the most optimistic return for Patrick Williams. There was a video that went by in Miami of him on the court doing some some workouts. I don't know, maybe 12 games. I'm sorry, I must interrupt this transition for the uh, the alert that I'm getting via text that Danny, you said not raise the bar. Or passed the baton. Oh, no. But you said raised the baton. (laughs) I might (laughs) have. I might (laughs) have. That would be an awesome addition. (laughs) I might have. Danny, at this point, Danny, are you just doing it on purpose? R.I.P. Louis Anderson. (laughs) No. He raised the baton like a... (laughs) 
Like a tremendous majorette. Like, is there a bit inside the bit? Like, there's no way to know. <laughs> Theater no. of the mind. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm an idiot genius. Like Maybe Zub- I'm a genius. Like Zubin Mehta and Ricardo Muti, John Morant raised the baton, <laughs> began to conduct. Who knows? Some classical references for the eight people out there. Until I hear it, I'm not even convinced I said it. Maybe that's all, a good policy. Maybe all of those texters are wrong. <laughs> hey, it's a good policy. You need act. You're not here for for hearsay, sir. That's right. You want actual evidence. I want actual evidence. Two fifteen on a Monday, baby. I think it was before that. Yeah, I think the texters just coming in a little delayed on the old Odyssey app. Uh, yeah, I think I John know. did raise the baton. I think he absolutely did, and then he conducted a hell of a Beethoven seventh. Whatever, man. Killed it. He could do it. We're talking about him in the NFL. Yeah. Why, li- why limit it? Why limit yourself? Yeah. That's right. So. Go lead the halftime celebration at an HBCU. You can be Peyton Manning. Yeah. What? Huh? Remember when Peyton Manning led the band? Oh. In Tennessee? I, I forgot about that. that I do not like remember a, that. That was like a big, big deal. That was a big deal. Well, I mean, I mean, Danny, what were you like? Five? <laughs> I think that was 98. So how old were you? 12. Yeah. So I was 12. <laughs> I was I, five and 98. Which still, yeah. What are your there. thoughts on T. Martin's career at Tennessee? Danny? T. Martin's turned himself into quite the, the coaching candidate. Now. I didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah. Still He's out there. one of the Brady Six, right? Isn't he one of the Brady Six? Oh, boy, I believe that is correct. That's a, that's a good call. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. Who else? Uh, who T. Was, Martin won a national championship. Who yeah. else? Uh, who, Are we naming Tennessee quarterbacks? No, no. Was, was Seneca Wallace uh, one of the Brady Six as well? Was it Seneca? I thought I thought so, but I could be wrong it, about it that. Was, it was Doug's guy, too. Oh, Giovanni Carmazzi. Giovanni Carmazzi. Yeah, Chad Pennington, Carmazzi. Spurgeon win. Spurgeon win, yeah. Spurgeon win. Mark Bulger. That's what I'm thinking of a Spurgeon win. T. Martin. Chris. T. Martin. Good call on T. Martin, Lawrence. Wow. And I I apologize to Spurgeon win for confusing him with Seneca Wallace (laughs) for a moment. Kind of the same. I'm glad you said that. Kind of the same. I can't. You guys, you guys are getting in trouble, but (laughs) (laughs) kind of the same. What are you going to do on the show today? So much. Who knows, Lawrence? <laughs> Depending, based on how this is starting, I can say anything. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if you just raise the baton, Danny. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. J- John Morosi, we know, is going to join us late in the show. MLB on the precipice uh, right so, here so today. Ab- after they conclude that they're not going to come to an agreement today? Co- correct. John right. Morosi is tentatively scheduled for three hours from now. Right now, we are going to be reacting to breaking news Uh We've all been reaching out to people. I think Shane had like six texts going with current MLB players. Uh, so we are, you know, we're circling around that story. Always speaks was at the UC for the John Morant experience. We've got a lot more to get into on that and problems that other NFL teams have that we want the Bears to one day have. We'll get into that as well. Ooh, I like sure. that. Yeah, that's good. Boys, have yourselves a show. I'm going to enjoy some of this nice weather. All right. Enjoy get it. out there, man. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.